Hey guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and I'm so excited because we have a wonderful, heavy-hitting science brand with us today. And I love these interviews because, honestly, at the end of the day, it's all about the science. You know, you got to follow the science when it comes to true skin health. And I think all of us have pretty much learned that at this point, you know, in our own journeys as consumers. And so without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to the CEO and co-founder of One Skin, uh, Carolina Reyes Oliveira. Welcome to the show, Carolina. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you, Acta. It's such a great pleasure to be here today. Oh, it's my honor to host you. And I really, really love the brand. And I've been using it now uh, and for for everyone listening, I've been using it now for a few months and I've really loved it. And, you know, I'm just a believer in good science and good formulation. And I think that you guys, you know, Carolina, you guys are really nailing it, you know, in the space. And so I can't wait to learn about all the nitty gritty details. But I, I would love for you to start us off with, you know, where One Skin really began and, you know, just even your personal journey with, you know, when you decided to start the line and what really inspired it. So if you could walk us down memory lane, I'd love that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll try to summarize. It's kind of a long story, uh, but uh, I'm a scientist by training. I'm originally from Brazil and I got a PhD in stem cell biology and tissue engineering, mainly because I was always really passionate about the power that science has to really, you know, transform people's lives. And I was primarily interested in helping people to uh, to live better, to you have a better quality of life. So as a scientist in the beginning, you think that you can do that by finding a cure for a disease. And then you think, okay, I, I've done my contribution. But as we started like really learning about the root of the diseases that we experience as we grow older and we realize that all of them are associated with one very common process that's the aging factor right so uh as we grow older and as we you know we cross our like 60 uh 65 years old our chances of developing all different types of like chronic diseases and degenerative diseases really increases exponentially so it was a moment of realization that instead of like trying to cure disease, if we can actually fight aging and help people to live like healthier for longer, this would be a much more impactful way that I could, you know, bring my contribution to the world. And, and this was very interesting because I didn't get to this realization right away. So I was finishing my PhD and I want to start a company. I want to really bring that science that I was developing in order to create a product, something that would, again, impact people's lives. And at the beginning, we were initially growing human tissues in the lab to replace animal testing. So we saw the need, obviously, from the cosmetic industry, but even from the pharmaceutical industry, if you can test in human tissues, you have a much more accurate model to really uh, understand how a certain, you know, medication will work in a certain cosmetic product as well, instead of obviously testing in animals. Uh, unfortunately, that first approach didn't work out. It was like we were back in Brazil. The ecosystem was not ready to absorb this kind of technology, but really allowed us to uh, have a, an opportunity to come to the U.S. and join this accelerator here at IndieBio. 
So at Sinti Bio, we decided to focus on, we know we knew how to grow human tissues, right? And one of the tissues that we could replicate in the lab was human skins. So we thought, okay, we can grow human skin. Uh, what we can use those skins for? Uh, so initially we were testing the safety of products because a lot of products that, you know, they, they, they can cause more harm than good. And unfortunately it's hard for the consumers, no. But when we apply some products in our skins that we grow in the lab, we see, oh my goodness, this product is not causing benefits. It's actually damaging your skin. But we saw that companies were not interested in learning that their products were not good. So, okay, how we can offer something that could be more interesting as, you know, in terms of a market market, market opportunity. Uh, and then we saw that obviously the anti-aging uh, market is a massive market. Like everyone is cares about, you know, to look younger and there is a, a ton of product out there, but the consumers are still lost in terms like which products work, which don't. So how we could help basically to distinguish uh, those products. And because we are able to grow the tissues in the lab, if we could measure the age of the tissue that we were growing, we could then test a given product or even like a given ingredient and measure again if that product was, was changing the age of the skin, basically the biological age of the skin. Uh, and then at that point, uh, we start like testing a few products and and very fast, what we realized is that most products out there, they were not like developed with this intention or with the rationale of targeting aging itself. So most of the anti-aging products, for example, acids or retinols, uh, they are targeting the surface of the skin. So can they can make your skin to look better in the short term, but they are still missing the mark in terms of addressing aging at the source. Uh, so very fast, we realize, okay, we as a scientist, we understand what's driving aging. And I believe there is a better way to actually address this problem and deliver a, a more effective age reversal effect, uh, age reversal product for the skin. So that's when we decided basically to shift our approach from testing products to actually developing a novel product with a completely different approach that would uh, address one of the main mechanisms that's associated with the aging process, not only in the skin, but in our whole body. And we can discuss more about that. But uh, that's also when we realize that, you know, targeting aging, it could be a way that we could help our skin to look better, but we could eventually help uh, other tissues and our whole organism, our whole body to be, you know, more functional, healthier for longer, because in the end, it's all about like preventing the accumulation of damage that happens over time. And that eventually leads to deterioration of our tissues and health. Uh, so I know that was not very short, but anyway. No, I love it. I love it. No, I love that you went into that depth because it's important information. And, you know, I think that, you know, this is why I love uh, these interviews so much, because when you approach it from this really like deep, deeper understanding, it makes sense for the consumers. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, what you said is so relevant because I think, you know, all of us have kind of hit this point where we're realizing that there are, you know, very few products right now on the market that are 
truly efficacious products, you know, like as in they're doing something that we haven't ever seen before. And I think when you were mentioning, you know, growing skin in a lab and really using human skin, I was so happy to hear you say that because at the end of the day, like, you know, we have to understand as consumers, like, you know, animal models are great, you know, and that's wonderful, but we uh, humans have our own physiology, you know what I mean? We have our own like mechanisms in place. And I know in uh, a lot of biomedical, you know, labs and a lot of research, this is a wall that we hit, you know, whether, whatever we're studying, whether it's skin health or gut health or whatever, we start to realize that animal models only tell us so much, you know, they don't, they don't explain human physiology at the end of the day. I mean, they're close. They're like 99% there, you know what I mean? Genetically, but their physiology is different than ours. And especially when it comes to things like skin penetration, you know, the effect of something when it gets into the skin, it doesn't, you know, get going to, you know, uh, does it get ubiquitinized and then completely degraded? You know what I mean? Those kind of things. Like we don't know that. So that's different for humans than it is for animals. And especially with our immune response, right? Like yeah. we have such a powerful immune response. So when I look at topical products that are actually getting through the barrier, they're going to places. One of my biggest questions becomes, well, did you check for, you know, the degradation potential yeah. you know, with this, yeah. these molecules? So, and that's where I want to go now with, with the conversations, because I know you guys have this wonderful, you know, um, the central, you know, aspect to your line with the OS01 uh, peptide, I believe, right? So yeah. I, would love, I would love to learn about that and, and really um, how you discovered it. What is the science of it? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, just going back to to the research, and and I agree with you. And I think for uh, some areas of, you know, uh, therapeutical, uh, or like therapeutics development, it makes sense to test in animals, because obviously, the impact in our whole body could be, you know, life or death. But for cosmetics, it, it makes no sense to testing animals and it's not a great model. And it's not even, you know, is we don't need that. It's not ethical. Uh, so and for skin is not even a great you know re- representation of the skin. Obviously, if you use you know a mouse, like there's a lot of fur there, like you can barely you know apply a product unless you're shaving the mouse. Uh, so one of the ways, so so basically, let's go back to understanding what it was causing aging. When we we were studying about the the biology of aging, we basically found one main uh, process that was underlying most of the uh, aging in different uh, that was underlying aging in all of our tissues and this process was the accumulation of damaged cells also called senescent cells uh, and the accumulation of those damaged cells in our tissues and this could be in our skin but also in our joints in our heart it's associated with age-related diseases. So if you have those cells in your joints where experience osteoarthritis for example if you have in your skin, that those cells leads to, you know, the signs of aging, as we know, wrinkles, sagging, and even skin cancer. Uh, So what the scientific community found is that if we can find molecules that can selectively decrease the number of those aged cells in our tissues, we can basically rejuvenate, you know, our whole organism, but also specific specific tissues. Uh, So a lot of companies in the longevity space, because we are very connected with them, 
they were searching for molecules that would address like different types of diseases, uh, not focused on skin. And basically we saw, okay, why no one is using this approach to target skin aging? Uh, obviously it's, you know, it's a better way that we can already validate if this approach works, we can bring it faster to consumers. It's, you know, it's safer. It's going to be a topical product. So basically we set ourselves to start like testing new molecules, more specifically peptides that were able to decrease the amount of, uh, those senescent cells in our skin. Uh, so we spent uh, almost like four years you know, in this process of like testing and optimization until we landed on OS1 peptide. And I want to reinforce this because to find something that is really meaningful in, you know, changing the age of the skin is hard, right? Obviously, yeah. humanity is searching for this and there is all sorts of promise out there. But to find someone that actually works in a consistent base uh, is really challenging. So it took us like a very uh, good amount of time to get to something that what that we thought that was really uh, promising and effective. Uh, so once we got to this peptide, basically we we needed to validating our skin models, right? So we we were able to grow aged skin, so skins that replicate a kind of a very old skin. And we also use ex vivo skins in the lab. So these are skins from patients that we can get, you know, from partnerships with like clinics, and we can actually test in the, you know, the human skin that was part of a human body, but it's now removed from ex plastic surgeries, for example. So we can apply that molecule in a real human skin and also the skins that we grow in the lab. And what we saw when we were treating those aged skins is that by decreasing the number of aged cells, we basically allow the healthy cells to proliferate. So we still have like a lot of fibroblasts in the skins and they are like good, but when those senescent cells are there, they basically impair the function of those healthy cells. Uh, so we usually compare the senescent cells with like a bad apple in a bunch because a senescent cells can spoil the healthy cells around to age faster. So if we have fewer of those senescent cells in the skin, what happens is that our skin cells will be able to proliferate again. They will start producing more collagen. They will basically uh, promote a stronger skin barrier. And as a consequence, you have like a biologically younger skin and also like a better looking, like a youthful looking skin. Right. Uh, yeah. And then when we, we can actually also measure the age of these skins in the lab, and we could see that by treating the skin with the OS1 peptide, we could promote an age reversal effect of 2.5 years over treatment of five days which again is in a lab condition, but uh, at least we can show for the first time that it's actually possible to reverse the age of the skin and to quantify this age reversal effect. And all of this is actually published on a scientific journal. Uh, it's on our website for, for those that are, you know, uh, want to geek into the science, you can go to our website and learn more. But uh, that's very fascinating to, you know, understand how our biology works and how we can basically help our bodies to function better and to 
you know, modulate this aging process in order to promote rejuvenation without causing any side effects, without like disturbing the healthy cells, what without causing, you know, inflammation or any toxicity. So that's the, the base of our technology. I love that. I like that you, you know, one thing I really like about your approach, and I want to say this because I have now interviewed, I think, a few longevity science-based brands, right? And I think a lot of times people try to take too much, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And they yeah. try to focus on all of the, the yeah. you know, hallmarks of longevity science. But yeah. what I like is that you guys have honed in on this mm-hmm. semester you know, yeah. aspect. And I know that, you know, I'm sure you're more aware of it. You know, you have a such a great background in stem cell science and I, yeah. but like with senescent cells, you know, one of my biggest questions becomes, you know, how do we, obviously we want to get rid of them, right? That's the consensus right mm-hmm. now in the scientific community. But I also read some papers about it and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that there is potential in turning them on again and like fixing them or not fixing them, but like, you know, Helping them help the microenvironment rather yeah. than, you know, them hurting the microenvironment. So <clears throat> I think it's a very interesting topic and mm-hmm. I'm interested on how peptides really play a role um, when it comes to these cells because they're so far down. You know what I mean? That's how I see them. Like, I feel like they're so deep into the skin mm-hmm. layer that I, I often find it difficult, like in terms of understanding how delivery mechanisms play a role in that and like how, you know, we really get to the point of really targeting these cells. Because, you know, as you know, and like, for example, you know, cancer science and cancer biology, like, you know, we have to tag everything, you know, and like, make sure it's getting to the right place. So I mean, was that something you ran into, like as a kind of hurdle, or maybe something that was hard to get through, you know, in terms of dealing with these kind of cells, like just making sure that we're targeting them, making sure that we're, we're really getting to them? Yeah, all great questions. Uh, Lots of comments here. So first and foremost, this peptide, it can actually be absorbed by both the cells, the senescent and the non-senescent ones. So on on both of them, what it actually does, it's basically inducing DNA repair pathways. But more specifically on the senescent ones, it basically blocks the release of those inflammatory cytokines that it's the main like detrimental factor of the senescent cells. It's not like them itself, it's okay if they just sit around, but they start secreting those inflammatory signals that will basically uh, induce the other cells to age faster. So when we treat our uh, those senescent cells with the peptide, we can uh, validate that we decrease the release of those uh, inflammatory signals. On the healthy cells, what we see is that uh, we increase the ability to repair uh, damage. So early senescent cells that could become like late senescent cells, you know, very mature that are like the, the ones that release more inflammation, they don't get to become those late senescent cells because they are being able to repair damage more efficiently. Uh, so overall, basically it works on, on, on both cells, but it always helps like improving DNA repair and decreasing the release of inflammatory cytokines. And with that, it induces like a healthier microenvironment that allows like more collagen production and so on. And on the penetration uh, question, that was like the first question that we asked ourselves. Okay, we know that this peptide works in, you know, in when we apply it directly to cells in a monolayer, what we call in the lab, 
but how it penetrates, you know, the, the skin barrier, can it actually get into the dermal layer? Because that's the layer that we are more interested. And there are senescent cells in the epidermal, uh, but also in the dermal layer. But the dermal layer, we know that's where the collagen production happens and so on. So we do this study that's a penetration study in which we apply the product topically on the skin. And for that, we use like actual human skins. Um, and then we basically, after like 24 hours, we are able to separate the derms from the epiderms. Uh, and then we analyze the amount of peptide that was able to get into the dermal layer. And we don't do this ourselves. We even send it to another company. They they run like this experiment using like a mass spectrometry. So base, basically they can quantify the amount of peptide that gets into the derms. And knowing that we know like, okay, if for example, 5% of this peptide gets into the derms, we know what is the concentration that we need to put on our product to have like 5% delivering to the dermal layer to be effective based on our previous studies. Uh, so all of that is, you know, very carefully, you know, calculated and confirmed like over and over again to make sure that the peptide will work on, you know, where we believe it's it's more important to uh, to work and uh, and we we're really happy to see that it's actually you know uh, being delivered at the dermal level layer. Wow, I love that. I love that you brought up the dose that's required. I feel like that's something that's you know we don't really um, understand. Like you know, yeah, as general consumers, but I mean it's very important. I think even when you know you're anything you're dealing with cells, like I think people often miss the mark. Uh, you know, in the sense of like. They don't understand that cells have a mechanism that avoids things getting absorbed. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, it's very hard to deliver things into cells, you know, or to into like actual it's, tissue barriers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, Maybe yeah, the like, skin, right? Like the skin is, is supposed to be our main physical barrier. So it's designed to protect our bodies. So to cross like the, the skin barrier is definitely not a you know it's not not every single molecule depending on the size on you know the polarity or the charts so very small molecules can penetrate without a more sophisticated uh, delivery system uh, and that's the case of our peptide but again uh, not every molecule will be able to actually cross the skin barrier and uh, unfortunately this happens so much like we load the products with a bunch of actives and we have no idea if those products are actually penetrating the skin so for us it was very important to make sure that you know our main molecule is is actually being delivered where it's supposed to be yeah and i like that you had mentioned that you know you guys work with you know you saw that this is going to both uh senescent and non-senescent cells that's huge you know what i mean mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. that was originally my question was this idea of like you know how did you make this work because um yeah. you know we we learned that there's this whole system and for everyone listening i'm sure carolina you know all about sas you know what i mean yeah. but like we uh you know we, we don't really talk about this you know definite mechanistic level right of the research so yeah you know just for everyone listening you know mechanistically speaking you, when you're targeting cells, you can't, it's almost impossible to just target like 
oneself in an environment. You know what I mean? It's you really, really challenging. Yeah. yeah, it's really challenging. And it's like very expensive. I mean, that, I don't yeah. even think you could do that with OTC products. Like, but the yeah. fact that you guys are doing this in the way that it's like safe for like healthy cells mm-hmm. and senescent cells, that's huge, you know, because you're, you're reprogramming the way your body is thinking, you know what I mean? And the yeah. way of like, okay, I got this going on, you know, but I have to make things work and I have to become healthier. And, and it's really reprogramming the way that cell turnover is like, mm-hmm. you know, regulated. So that's huge, you know, and I think longevity science for me, that's where I get, con- you know, really excited as a scientist, as a consumer, because this is the real stuff, you know, at the end yeah. of the day, it's like working with your body, not working yeah. against it, you know? Exactly. And I think a lot of times as scientists, we want to be like, let's hone in, you know, like on mm-hmm. one thing, but that overview, you know, that real like overview and impact, that's huge. And I, and I can tell you honestly, Carolina, you know, on a lighter note, it works. Like your products really work. Like I, I've noticed a difference, you know, I absolutely love them. The body, pro- I like that you brought it out into a body product because mm-hmm. right now, one of my biggest pet peeves is that, you know, we still are not catching up, you know, yeah. as an industry to body care. You know, it's mm-hmm. like we have all these products for our face. We have all these products for, you know, r- you know crow's feet, lines mm-hmm. around your lips, you know, whatever that might be. But your body is where all the surface area is, you know. So, like, um, unfortunately, to bring this, like, I-, I just don't see it a lot. So I love that you guys have a body care product in the line. And I want to actually take this to, you know, as a segue to talk about the products themselves, mm-hmm. you know, like in terms of when you finally got your, the science, you know, down the way you wanted, how was it, you know, applying it to the products that you've created? Cause I know there's an eye cream in there. There's a face yeah. cream, there's, you know, body care, like I mentioned. So how was that, you know, incorporating it into formulations for each part, you know, of the skin? Yeah, for sure. So once we got the peptide, you know, we dis- we started to design the first product that was the the our flagship product would be like a face moisturizer that would work for all skin types, you know, men and women, whatever age you are, and uh, and could be applied, you know, on your neck, hands, uh, areas that are more exposed to sun damage and uh, to you know to aging in general. So this was the first product that we launched. And, and actually, before we launch a product, we run clinical studies for all of our products. So we have our validation internally in the lab, but we want to make sure that what we are seeing in the lab is actually correlating with like uh, changing in human skins when people are actually using the product. So every single product uh, is validated by clinical studies and we have a, a um, measurements of you know all the improvements that we can promote in the skin so the first one was for the face we are also publishing a paper on the the studies uh with the face product and then because we are focusing on you know improving your skin health as a whole the next product that made sense for us was a body product like we can ignore uh 97 of our skin and if we're talking about skin health, we needed to treat our skin as a whole. Uh, and also one of our main, uh, you know, goals with like one skin is, is really to highlight the importance that our skin has to our overall health. It's not only, you know, about aesthetics and beauty. It's about, you know, protecting our body and helping our body 
to to be healthier as a whole. So if you think that the skin is our largest organ as the skin starts to age and degenerate and accumulate those senescent cells that start secreting cysts and inflammation, basically what it can happen or what actually happens is, is that that inflammation that's coming from our skin can elevate our systemic levels of inflammation, which is associated, which can contribute to chronic diseases. Meaning mm. that by treating your skin topically, we can actually lower our levels of inflammation in the blood. And that's one of the studies that we did with our body product. Uh, we just finalized and it was very interesting to see that we could decrease some uh, inflammatory uh, cytokines in the blood by treating our skin with our, our body product uh, over a course of uh, three months. So uh, this is super interesting. We're you know, also going to publish this study. And then after the body, we were again analyzing how the skin around our eyes is different from the rest of our face. And yeah, yeah. The, the more that we dug in, we, we found that uh, the skin, uh, you know, under and above your eyes are around like five times thinner. And the biological age of the skin can be 20 to 30 years older than just the skin around your cheeks or temple. So meaning that the skin is aging much faster around your eyes. And we can obviously see this. Uh, but it's very interesting to know this from a biological standpoint. So knowing yeah. that, uh, we decided to create a formula that was uh, really uh, powerful with the, the highest concentration of our peptide. We added other actives that would also improve some concerns in the eye area like puffness, dark circles, uh, uh, firmness in general. And, and then we launched the eye product at the beginning of this year. And again, the clinical studies of the eye product is the most strongest, is the strongest one that we have uh, so far. And it has a beautiful improvement in hydration, on elasticity, on the skin barrier. Uh, and people are seeing results with this product really fast. So it's been so interesting always to be able to basically you know, uh, replicate the skins in the lab and now eventually translate this to humans and see how uh, everything is correlating so well. And for the eye product, we actually tested our formulas in eyelid skins that we could also, you know, culture in the lab. So yeah. every every single product have has, you know, a very clear uh, intention behind. We are not a company that we're going to release like 10, 20 products. We we are all about simplifying and delivering like the the essential products that uh, everyone needs to have like their best and their their healthiest skin yet. Uh, and just like to finalize the the one of the other products that we developed was a, a cleanser, and this cleanser it's a very gentle like doesn't disrupt your skin microbiome. Uh, yeah. Also, it doesn't dry out your skin. And when we tested that 
in the lab by cleansing the skin with prep or cleanser we almost we more than double the absorption of the peptide so basically the cleanser helps like the face product to work uh, even better because allows the peptide to penetrate best uh, yeah wow. and this, these are the, the 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 four products that we have in our line very simple very straightforward I think you're the first one person that I've ever interviewed to actually explain the role of your cleanser in relation <laughs> to your, I love that. That's amazing. Like, that's really cool. I mean, that's really how scientists think about things. Yeah. Like, you know, like you, we, when we, when we're creating cells, for example, you prime things, you know what I mean? To, mm -hmm. to be ready for the next step. That's really cool. I mean, the cleanser step. Yeah. I think that I love the cleanser, by the way, the cleanser is amazing. Like it's a, even if you're not using like, like if you just use the cleanser in general, I think that you're, yeah. what you're saying is applicable to all skincare yeah. products that you use after it. Yeah. It's amazing. Like I, it's like, it, cleans your skin obviously but your products do they it's like almost like they're sinking and better you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah no residue at all mm -hmm. so yeah I've noticed that I mean that's really interesting because I think the cleansing step and each, I'm trying to hone in a little bit on this because it's a very very novel um idea which you've brought to the table which is the idea that you know cleansing is not just about getting grime off your face getting dirt off your face it's about yeah. priming your cells I mean the top 10 yeah. layers of your skin are dead cells you know so you have mm -hmm. to Get them ready for whatever yeah. is about to come to them, whether it, it's, you know, whatever active ingredient, whatever, whatever it is that you're putting on there, you have to get them ready and, and prime them so that they can utilize it. And so I don't see a lot of brands doing that. You know, we, we have a lot of people out here that are putting certain, you know, ingredients and cleansers and they're saying this is nourishing. It can be nourishing to have a nourishing cleanser, but I think it's a whole different level when you can, you know, really utilize that step to prep and prime your yeah. skin for what's coming so huge that's huge mm -hmm. um but i love that i like that i like your scientific approach to this because you know for me I, i'm not gonna lie you know for a long time i i understand that sometimes you have standalone products but really you know from a scientific perspective when you think about skincare you're really thinking about it almost as if you're treating a petri dish that's really how i think about it like yeah. you know you have to have different steps have to do different things right and i think with longevity a lot of times i think consumers are still trying to get their um wrap their heads around it right it's like mm -hmm. understanding what does longevity science really mean you yeah. know what does this really mean for us and you know i think my question for you would be if you were explaining to like just you know someone shopping right now for skincare and they wanted to invest in longevity like you know do you think it is like when you look at all the hallmark hallmarks of longevity science, do you think, you know, there are certain aspects that are just more logical to focus on from like a cellular perspective rather than trying to focus on everything at once? And if so, like which ones, I know you had mentioned senescence, but others, like what would you think are the most important hallmarks of longevity that consumers should focus on right now? Yeah, I think, I mean, that's a great question. And I think there is no, like, uh, there is no silver bullet. So there is not only one answer. Um, and a lot of times I think this approach of like trying to find the different, you know, ingredients or actives that would target like each specific mechanism. It, it's really challenging because uh, in the end, what we have seen that uh, one ingredient works by itself really well and when you put like in a you know in a product or when you combine with other ingredients the 
the total effect, the end result can be very different than, you know, the, the single effect of each ingredient. So our approach is more like if we target senescent cells, which we believe that's one of the main, you know, drivers of aging, how we can affect all the other hallmarks of aging. And my, yeah. my, my explanation is pretty simple. Like when we are young, we have like few senescent cells. Basically, our bodies are really good on clear them out of the way when they are, you know, when they are not like functioning anymore. When we get old, we start to build up those cells and it's because our immune system, you know, gets deficient. So we are not doing our function really, really well anymore. So if we have products like One Skin that helps again, removing those senescent cells, you are basically bringing your tissue to a younger state. And yeah. uh, and then this will help like eliminating, uh, obviously, you know, decreasing the inflammation, but it will help with genomic stability. We will help like the stem cells to proliferate again. So overall, it improves the whole, you know, function of the tissue and by bringing the tissue to this younger state. So for us, it's a very simple way that if you can make it work, uh, it's it can be very effective. And that's why we decided to pursue this route uh, instead of like tackling the different, you know, hallmarks of aging, but uh, basically analyzing, okay, if we have a fewer aged cells in our tissues, how this will impact the, the rest of the tissue? And then we can see that, uh, you know, most of the cells will have like a longer telomere because we already removed the ones that have like a shorter telomere. So it's yeah. kind of a natural consequence, you know? Uh, and uh, yeah, and it has worked really well. I think a lot of times, even in science on everything, we needed to try to simplify because uh, if you try to over kind of uh, complicate things to to address a problem, it, it, it can become really hard to have like, a, I would say, a reproducible result over and over again. I love that. Yeah, you're so right. And I like your approach. I mean, I think that it's really, and also, you know, when I, like, just to add to what you said, it makes sense to me because, you know, when you're looking at the skin, we're mostly dealing with like dead cells, you know what I mean? In the beginning. So like when you have to deal with those and then when you go to the live cells, right? I mean, it's mm -hmm. really about cleaning up the space, right? And Yeah, and yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, like, it's like you have a cluttered space. You want to get the garbage out mm -hmm. of there, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so that the the life can flourish again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, it makes total sense. And I think that's why I asked you because longevity science is such a deep topic right now, you know, and it, it yeah. I mean, always has been, but it's now coming into the limelight, you know? So, and I yeah. think to simplify it, that really makes sense. And it also, for the, see, people, I feel like, and I'm sure you can uh, relate to this, with science and with really heavy molecular biology or anything that's really heavy, deep science like stem cell science people want to apply that the same way to everything you know what i mean mm -hmm, but it's mm -hmm. like it changes based on what organ you're dealing with you know so like yeah at the end of the day your skin is your skin and this is the way to apply longevity to your skin you know the science to your skin because otherwise you can be sitting there all day talking about like you know atp and nad and all yeah. of these like different things but that's not relevant for your skin sometimes you know it's like more relevant to be talking about how can we clean up the mess that's causing us to age you know what i mean yeah. or that's making us look like we're older you know and, yeah. and it makes sense so 
And and I yeah. think I mean all of these other molecules. It's not that they won't help. Like you know, if you and NAD we have not like tested in terms of I don't know if NAD can actually penetrate the skin. Is if it can be delivered in a very you know active, um, I would say formula. But when we treat the cells with NMN, like the, we see that the cells respond to NMN. It's not like functioning at the same way that we are doing of like you know a what we believe to be addressing like the, the the main cause of the problem, but it does help. So yeah. I th- I think yeah. for the skin is is so if you think about longevity, I would uh, you know basically complement your longevity approach with like a product like ours with like supplements, right? That you can take that can work like internally. So you yeah. have like you are treating the outside and the inside with like the same rationale. Uh, and obviously, try always look for like a clinical data, scientific publications, and because it's so easy to use like the buzz of longevity, and we are all about longevity right now. But I mean, to actually you know develop longevity science, it, it's it's not like a simple task, you know. Like so, no. uh, the right people that are doing these are in the conferences. They are presenting the data. We know each other. Uh, so I think for the consumer, I would just ask like for the clinicals, for the scientific papers, because again, it, it can be another buzzy word that people can just like utilize to kind of obviously, you know, get, uh, get on the, on the hype, but, uh, yeah, it's... no, that's a hundred percent. That's, that's why I was, <laughs> I wanted to talk <laughs> to you because that's what I, I'm scared of it happening. You know what I mean? I'm scared of that mm-hmm. I don't want longevity to turn yeah. into anti-aging. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. that's what I'm scared of. So it's like, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's a very powerful, uh, you know, area of research. And I mm-hmm. think there's so much that we can learn. But as consumers, we have to realize that it everything in longevity science that we read or see or, you know, what it's not applicable to your skin. You know what I mean? It, it, it can be. Of yeah, course, it can but, it can be, but it, yeah. if if it can be, let's see how it was tested. You know, let's see all the data behind. I think that you know the, the consumer ha- obviously you know uh, have the right to ask for that, and if it works, the person that has developed whatever product like shouldn't be you know n- not afraid to share, right? So. Exactly. Exactly. I hundred percent agree with you. And I would actually love, I would love to see you guys one day come out with a supplement, Carolina. That would be yeah, so cool. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like the next step in, in your routine. I mean, I think I love what you said though. And I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I, you know, I actually, I didn't mean to ignore the amazing point you made though, about the eye cream, because I think this is really important to come back to like, you mm-hmm. know, is that the eye cream is really powerful. You're right. Yeah. It's really great. And I actually, you know, I have feedback for you because my my brother is starting to develop like a little bit of crow's feet. You know, he's mm-hmm. in his reaches 30s now. So <laughs> I I had him try it. You know what I mean? I was like, uh-huh. try this one. Okay. This is for you because, you know, men have crow's yeah. feet more. So yeah. uh, he's been noticing results with it. So wow, he's very excited. So nice. Loved your brand. Yeah. <laughs> so, you Love know, I think it's, that. It, I mean, it's a great, it's a great thing when eye creams work. You know, I always say this, mm-hmm. eyes are so hard, like you said, to target, you know, for all the reasons you had mentioned. And I really love that you had brought up the idea of, you know, you have to rethink the formula, you know, based yeah. on the cell, the cell density and all of these different factors that come into it. You have to rethink what you're putting in and how much of it, because you have to more aggressively treat certain areas and, and you don't have to be 
in the same way aggressive for other areas. And I think yeah. that's a very novel approach to skin health overall. You know, I think we don't see that enough, you know, at all in the in the industry and it's not marketed enough. And I think I, yeah. I you know, for anyone listening out there, when you're looking at your product, make sure you're making, you know, you're making a note of that. You know, when you're using something on your body versus your eyes versus your face, mm-hmm. you understand why the ingredients are there for each yeah. product. You know, 100%. and so that's going to make you make better decisions, I think, as a consumer and, and your products are going to work. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I love it. I love every product, though, in your line. I think every single one is just a heavy hitter. I think it's a I mean, it's a tight range that you have right now. And I like yeah. that. You know, you didn't go crazy and make like 15 products. for No. And oh. yeah, I mean, for us, like, I don't have time for that. I believe most people, you know, in general, don't have a lot of time. And for those that who actually like, you know, layering other products and uh, a more, I would say, complex uh, skincare routine, they can layer other products on top of our products. We usually recommend it to apply ours first to make sure that the peptide is penetrating at its best. But for those that like that simple and effective routine, that's like five minutes and you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. And I think it's interesting you say that because I was I was on a pod, another podcast recently as on the other side of the mic, you know, and uh-huh. I actually brought this up. The, the host had asked me, you know, what is like, you know, what is a good skincare routine? I'm like anything that touches your cells, you know, because. <laughs> Yeah. At one point, after the first or one or two steps in your routine, you're kind of not using exactly. You're just anymore. creating, yeah. yeah, you're creating layers and layers of like you know barriers. So it's 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 hard to penetrate all of that. Exactly, and so it's like if you're going to really, if you are a consumer that's looking for just a lot of moisture, by all means, do the seven steps. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. do yeah. it. Why not? You know, because it'll if you if you're just looking to moisturize your skin, you yeah. want cool ways to do it. That's fine. I I mean, yeah. you know, I'm not judging anybody. We all have yeah. our right to do what we like. But if you're really looking for like true like reducing the signs of aging, what you put first, like in terms of especially a serum or a moisturizer, that's what's gonna work. That's the active product in your mm-hmm. line, in your you know routine, and so that's a very important decision to make. You know, at the end of the day, yeah. is like, what am I going to put as my first step on my face? Yeah, no, exactly. So, and that's why I like that you guys have one face product. I mean, technically, I mean, you have the cream. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like you have three serums and then a cream. No, no the cream has everything you ha- need <laughs> in it. So <laughs> exactly, yeah, it's great. But Carolina, this has been so you know amazing talking to you. I could talk to you all day. <laughs> it's so exciting what you guys are doing. I'm a huge believer in your brand. I think that the results speak for themselves. So for everyone listening out there, you know, um, this is definitely like a just the science is so great here, you guys. I mean, I'm a you guys know I'm a science nerd, science geek, all at all times. You know, for me, science comes first when it comes to any consumer decisions I make. And um, one skin is really for me, one of those lines that you can utilize every day, it's your go-to, you know, by all means, if you want to play around, you can still play around because their products are not heavy. They're, you know, they're really great in what they do. So it leaves space if you want to mm-hmm. like, you know, experiment with other things. It's like mm-hmm. not limiting in that way, which I love, you know, I love that. It's still delivering your results, but it's giving you that leeway to where, you know, you can add on stuff to your routine if you want to, but just make sure that you're, you know what I mean? The science comes first. So (laughs) apply it first and let it work and do its thing. But, you know, make sure you guys are checking out the brand because, you know, it's very rare to find really 
scientifically accurate brands right now. And I think the, the few that are out there, they really have, you know, years of research behind them, like OneSkin. So uh, definitely check out the brand. I'm going to be linking everything in this episode. But Carolina, thank you again. This has been so lovely. Oh, thank you, Acta. This, this was awesome. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. My pleasure. And for everyone tuning in, um, if you have any questions, concerns, feedback, definitely let us know. We'll, and we will pass any questions you have to Carolina's team and get you some answers from the OneSkin team. But thank you for listening. And we would love it if you would chime in with your reviews, ratings on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, anywhere that you tune in. We're on over 10 platforms. So um, I love hearing from all of you regardless, anyway, <laughs> you know, email, whatever. So chime in, let us know, and I will be back next time. Thank you.